This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went, where we start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're talking story with one of the hottest comedians in the entire country. And I, when I say hot, I mean, this guy is smoking hot. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not trying to get fresh, brother, but we welcome Tumo Tuine to the program. Uh, Aloha Tumo. Welcome to PBS Hawaii. It's so good to have you here, brother. I've wanted to have you in front of me for so long, and I'm oh. glad you finally uh, stopped by and made some time for, uh, for us. First of all, I gotta start off. What school you went? Uh, I went um, Punahou High School. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I, I tell people I went Punahou, they go, "Oh, uh, yeah, they, everything changes." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I should have said I went Waianae. You know, <laughs> to make them feel a little bit better. Yeah, but yeah I went Punahou, um, class of 2014, state champs, 11 and 0. Just had to mention had to that. Mention yeah, that. I had to mention that for yeah. those guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I appreciate being here. You know, what high school you went? That's a great you know podcast name. You know, yeah. I, I enjoy it because that is the first question everyone asks, especially if you're from Hawaii. Exactly. You know, you know, if, if you were to ask that question on the U.S. mainland, most places they That's would like, say they're college, yeah, yeah. University you know, they, of Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the Ohio State, yeah, yeah. whatever. What are, why do they do that? Why do they put the the Ohio State? What are the D in there? You ever figure that out being in sports? No, I don't know. You know, I you watch Monday to, Night Football. Yeah, yeah like the, yeah. the Ohio State. You went to Ohio State. <laughs> to emphasize it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome. And I'm a Kamehameha grad, so. Oh, yeah, I was going to, yeah. Oh, Yo, you're Kamehameha. Yeah. Oh, I got I to gotta leave now, dude. Me too. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've had a few Punahou friends over. Oh, bro. <laughs> and I say, well, I'll hold, I won't hold that against you, my friend. You know, oh, nah. but no, wel- welcome. Private um, school, private school. Roger that. <laughs> Public school, awesome too, though. <laughs> yes. You've been doing co- comedy in the islands for several years now, and um, but your your personality was always this vibrant, make people laugh. I, I understand even at, at UH Manoa, uh, you, that's where it all started. I imagine even maybe yeah. at Punahou, maybe take us back and yeah. What were your early so, influences? Um, I never thought I'd be a comedian, you know. Um, but when I was a younger kid, I was really into magic, you know, like card magic coin tricks. I actually um, used to perform at like uh, baby luau's and little family parties. I had like a whole like a whole um, set I would do on stage and my name was Kid Magic so I had a stage name and I was really in- into magic and I think that like you know planted a seed in me and just to feel more comfortable performing in front of people. Um, but yeah I-, I was always into magic when I was a little kid and then when I got older I got more into football and sports. Went to Punahou, super serious about football, you know, I never thought I'd be a comedian, but I, I enjoyed um, theater, you know, I took theater at Punahou, um, I wanted to be an actor, that was uh, one of my dreams too, if I didn't make it to the NFL, you know, and then uh, at UH, um, same thing, played football under uh, Nick Rolovich, you know, and then um, took theater as well, just for fun, and I found a, a stand-up comedy class in the theater department, and I seen that, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. They, they never did have that. That whole, the whole, all the years I was there, they only had it available for that one semester. I took it with me and my my teammate, and we only had like four people in the class. You know, <laughs> so if two people went to the bathroom, we had to wait because half the class <laughs> gone, right? <laughs> so, um, 
I took that, and then our, for our final presentation, we had to perform a live 10 minutes in front of an actual audience. And um, I, I remember that day like it was yesterday. Uh, it was at uh, Anna O'Brien's, which is this Irish pub bar yes. um, in town. And the whole football team showed up, you know? Awesome. And then the, the comedy promoters, like, well, this is the, the biggest crowd we ever had, <laughs> you know? Because actually no one believed that I was doing comedy. They're like, well, Tumu's doing comedy. No way. This guy's so serious. He's so quiet, you know? So they all came down. I killed it, killed the 10 minutes, everyone exploded, you know, and then the next day, uh, the county promoter, um, Jose Dynamite, he runs a, a bunch of these smaller shows around here in Hawaii, um, asked me to come perform again for this, this other comedy show and kept asking me, kept asking me, and then it's been about five years of doing stand-up and I haven't stopped Unbelievable. since. Unbelievable. Take, take, I'm going to ask you to take us back a little bit further because yeah. your love for football obviously was, was very deep-rooted. Uh, I mean, the Tuine name, yeah. as we all know. Uh, and, and your family, your, 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 you know, goes very deep into football. Right, right. Um, but I know, I, I remember one time you said something about, you know, you had the Tuine bloodline. You definitely had the, the skill set. I mean, you had monster years at Punahou. Um, just if you watch, ever go to YouTube, <laughs> check out his reel. It's crazy how, how, how darn good you were. Um, but the size factor was always something that you yeah. would joke about because right. dad and uncle and I mean, those are big, big human. Yeah, about 6'5", you know, and I'm still waiting for my growth spurt. <laughs> Supposed to come next week, Thursday, I think. <laughs> That's what the doctor said. But um, even my brothers from yeah. my dad's side, they're all, they're like 6'3 and 6'5", my two brothers, you know, and then there's me, you know, 5'9". But um, that's okay. <laughs> it, it was a, there was a different purpose for you. Right, right, yeah. You know, and laughter is healing for, for many people. It is, yeah. It and really is. I think, like, being an athlete and being a, from a football family and a, coming from a football mentality helped me a lot in, like, the comedy enter and entertainment world that I, that I face today. Because um, I like to use my, my discipline that I've been taught since football, you know. And I, it's very similar, in my opinion, because, like, when you're preparing for a big show or when you're preparing for a big game, you know, you go to practice, you go to practice, you go, you film your practice, you practice the plays. When you're prepare, preparing for a big comedy show, you know, you go to these smaller shows, which is like practices. And I film my comedy sets, you know, I, I listen to them, see where, where they had the biggest laughs or maybe if I could tweak a word here and there. And then game day comes, the big day comes, you know, you're nervous, just like on a football field, you know, you get on stage and as soon as you make that first hit or that first joke, that first laugh, the tension eases and you just and go right flows. into it. Yeah, and, and it, it flows. flows, yeah. I want to get, a, I will, we'll get deeper into your your stand-up performances because you've had consecutive sold-out shows. November's coming up and you're going to have more sold-out shows already uh, at the Blazer Concert Hall. Um, but before that, you know, you're, you made a real name because you worked hard at this uh, on YouTube and your your some of your skits are so hilarious. Oh, thank I, you. I've shared with, uh, with those who are tuning in your your Hawaiian Airlines uh, life flight attendant yeah, skit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about spot on. Um, how did you how do you how did that all come to be? I, I just uh, I ask around, you know, and I just experience it myself too. I fly Hawaiian a lot, you know, and Alaska. Shout out to Alaska Airlines. I don't like <laughs> like them get mad. <laughs> but but um yeah and it's just what, what we deal with. I want people to watch my videos and be like, I, I know that guy. You right, know? right. He reminds me of my uncle. He reminds me of my, my, coach. my dad, my coach. My security know? guard. My security guard, right? <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my flight attendant, right. you know? Yeah. Right. So I want them to to say that when they, they watch my video. So that's the main thing I try to do when I before I put out a video, I ask myself, is this relatable to my audience? You know, is it relatable to local people? And then I just put it up. Yeah. It's 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 clean humor too. Yeah. Too much. And that's important for you? It is, what? yeah. Um 
just because you're in Hawaii, you know, Andy Bumutai, uh, he told me if you want to make it big in Hawaii, you got to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what I did, you know, and that, that opens up a lot of opportunities, you know. I can perform at corporate events, weddings, anything, you know. And a lot of people at my show are just all ages. There's like little kids to like tutus and, and grandpas, you know. So uh, it's good. I want people to come, but I don't want it to be like, oh, he's just like a squeaky clean comedian. Most of the people that come to my show, they don't realize I'm clean to afterwards. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. He never did say one F-bomb or, you know, or, or talk about this, talk about these, these taboo subjects, you know. So um, that, that's, that's why I, I do that. It's a smart approach to comedy, yeah. uh, and, and especially in these days where, you know, vulgarity is, is a common practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, some people, some comedians rely on it yeah. to, to get their message across and be funny. Right, right, when right. When they're not really being funny at all, they're just being vulgar. Laughing at that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's, it's, you know, I've been there and go, eh, that wasn't that funny. <laughs> um, but you, I listen to you, and it's, I'm like going, that guy is funny. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> super funny. Uh, you know, um, your material you say you get from everyday life, but at the same time, I look back and, and I you talk about Bumatai. Yeah. I mean, Andy was was the the, the setter, the trendsetter. He set was, the bar. Yeah. Uh, before that, rap, obviously, rap, rap. So, who was your, who were some of your early influences uh, besides yeah, those, Andy? Yeah, those two guys, rap, Andy, um, even Augie T. Yeah. You know, for the people of Hawaii, is those those three comics right there. Um, it's just because they, they they set the the bar. You know, Andy made a big impact in Hawaii, even in the mainland. He mm-hmm. ventured off over there, and I. I kind of want to follow in their footsteps, you know. Um, but other comedians, like in the mainland, um, big fan of Richard Pryor, you know, old school comedy, just because he, he changed the, the game of stand-up comedy during that, that time. Um, I'm a big fan of Joe Coy, you know, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. This, this is an Italian comedian. And uh, Gabriel Iglesias is a few, a few of my favorites. So you, 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 you have your own material, obviously, your yeah, own yeah. style. Uh, do you tap into some of that? Because uh, obviously you're, you're a football, you're an athlete, you study film. You study some of their techniques, styles. Yeah, yeah. I watch a yeah. lot of comedy, you yeah. know, a lot of specials. I go to a lot of comedy shows in the mainland, and I just, just learn. You know, it, you always can get better. That's what I'm learning about being a stand-up comedian. The more years you do it, the, the, the better you are. And, and I've been only doing it for five years, and uh-huh. so I'm, I'm way still young in this, this comedy game, and I'm... I'm ready to learn more and soak it all in like a sponge, you know. But you're now you're performing it before live audiences, dif- different from performing on camera with maybe your friend or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Who, who shot your videos? Um, some of my friends, or my girlfriend, or you know, my, my dad, anybody around, you know, I just call <laughs> them, are you, guys, are you guys available to film? Sometimes it's on a tripod, right. you know, but I've been, people don't realize that I've been doing um, stand-up before I did the videos. So like, uh, I never was into into making these video skits or being an Instagram comedian. You know, um, nothing against people that are Instagram comedians. I have a, some friends, and I, I do that as well. But yeah, I was all into stand-up comedy. I want to be a real comedian, real real audience, real performance. So um, I was doing that for maybe about maybe two or three years, and then the pandemic hit. Right. Right. I had a monthly show at. Uh, Honey's Restaurant at Ko'olau Golf Course. I'll perform there every second Fridays of the month. And um, people would come out. I had a good good, uh, good crowd, a good following. You know, some shows would sell out here and there. So it was like maybe, it held like maybe 150 people or so. And then the pandemic hit. That got shut down. All these small comedy shows, these weekly shows that Jose Dynamite runs and in town all got shut down too. All the spots I would practice at all got shut down during the pandemic. And I was at home thinking like, oh, um, Am I just going to sit here and not do anything, you know, or am I going to be a, a positive guy? So uh, everyone's like, bro, just do some, some funny videos. You got to do videos. So 
I did this like I think it was this toilet paper video where I was like a drug dealer. <laughs> I was dealing toilet paper That's just funny. for fun, me yeah. and my dad, you know. And then um, <clears throat> that video went viral. It went on the news that night, actually. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what the local people want, you know. And I kept going, kept pumping out skits and skits, like maybe once or two, one or two videos a week. And then when we finally had the green light to do some live shows, <clears throat> um, I did it at Blue Note Hawaii. And it was like 75% capacity, so it hold about 200 people. And um, I was, was only scheduled to do one show. I put the show on sale, and it like sold out immediately. And that was the first time I experienced like a, a sellout that quick. So I was like, oh, like well, what, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on? So we had another show, boom, sold out. Another show sold out. Ended up doing 18 shows in a row at, at Blue Note during the pandemic. And um, yeah, that was crazy experience just to to feel that, you know. And I was talking with my manager, uh, Greg Azuz. And um, he's like, oh, we could just easily do like the Blaisdell concert hall, but it was closed at the time. Yeah. You know, they weren't allowing that. The only Blue Note was like the only spot that was allowing yeah. these shows with, with the glass they yes, had on yes. the stage. It was crazy, you know? And then, yeah, that was in 2020, 2020. 2020 and then yeah. 2021, um, we got the green light to do uh, the concert hall at the Blaisdell. said, okay, well, we'll do a live show, you know? And I was like one of the first shows to come back. And I think it was Joe Coy and then me like two weeks after. Um, but his didn't have alcohol. Mine had alcohol. So that was like like a real live show, you <laughs> yes, know? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, then when I put that on sale for the Blazer Concert Hall, it was 2100 Cedar. That sold out in less than an hour. And that oh, was like, really? oh, like this is my dream right here. So right, I had another um, show of that. So I ended up doing three sold out shows at the Concert Hall in um, 2021. And then just it's having been consecutive Cons- sellouts since. Yeah, and then Very I went on, went on tour in the mainland, performed there, and then now I'm gonna make my way to the, the arena, which is uh, next month. Very good, so and that sold out too. The first one, yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're getting questions coming. Up. By the way, oh. you're my guinea pig. We're on Twitch today. Twitch. So. Okay, gotta Twitch out then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, well, welcome to the Twitch audience. Send your questions in, and I'll get it to two more. Uh, this person wants to know, and I was actually gonna ask you this: What are your goals? for the future uh, and where do you want comedy to take you uh, you mentioned you, you're, you wanted yeah. also to be an actor yeah uh, where, where, what's your long term goal um, obviously I want to get a um, like a big comedy special in, in a big production maybe like Netflix or or HBO or Hulu or whatever picks it up you know and I'm kind of working on that right now and and to be an actor too you know if I can land a big role somewhere I did a, a small role on NCIS Hawaii um, last year I had like a few a few lines I had to read but but yeah I don't mind getting to acting and you know maybe a big Netflix special and just making my audience grow bigger and bigger going to bigger venues in the mainland and just keep doing that you know your your comedy is is relatable here at home when you go on the mainland I mean I'm sure the transplants who who lived on the in the islands yeah. attend and they love that they crave the Hawaiian music the Hawaiian, do, yeah. Hawaiian humor but your comedy is, is is streaming as far as reaching audiences because they, it is relatable yeah. no matter if, even if it's just Kaniala the flight attendant or <laughs> or just your, right, your right, jokes right. I mean yeah. that's huge brother. Yeah. I mean to make that kind of an impact in this world of of, of of vulgarity when it comes uh-huh. to comedy, but you're doing it the way you're doing it. Congratulations, brother. That's not easy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and a lot of people ask me, like, oh, is, are they going to understand my humor? Like, right. are they going to understand understand my pigeon? But it's it's all the same thing. Funny is funny, you know? Um, th- people don't want to see, like, like the 
typical white comic or a typical black comic. That's like 80s, right. 70s comedy. They want now they they're want all in the 80s and the 70s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they want like uniqueness. You yes. know, they want culture and, and and that. You know, like Joe Coy, he he pretty like puts Filip the Philippines on yeah. the map and the Filipinos. You know, so my goal is just to put the the Hawaiians and the local people, the Samoans, the, the Polynesian community on the map and and show everyone that you know we have this certain type of comedy here yeah. that is very funny, you know, and I want you guys to understand that. And it's, it's the same thing, like whatever I, I do with my dad, it could be like this this uh, country guy in Wyoming deals with the same thing. Absolutely. You know? yeah. We all, we all, you know, just di different place. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, whether you're saying, uh, uh, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joseph, <laughs> but I love when, I love when, uh, Koi, but right, uh, right. to me, you're as funny as Joe. Oh, Koi. thank you, yeah, you, yeah. Um, thank you, another, another question just came in, who is Kyoki? In oh, your skits? Oh, Kyoki. Yeah, he's at work today right now. But <laughs> yeah, Kyoki is like my, uh, just my, my, my friend that like no one sees, you know. What, what was that? What was that? Um, was it based on a true guy though? No, 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 no. Just, just, multiple yeah, people. just, yeah, just multiple people. What was that? That TV show where it shows the fence, the guy's half face. Uh, uh Tim, Tim, the Tool Man, or yeah, like that. something like that. Like yeah. he's always mentioned in, yeah. in my skits, but no one, no one sees the him. The neighbor. Yeah, the yeah. neighbor. Yeah, yeah. So similar to that. Yeah, yeah, that's where you got that from, kind of. Kind of, yeah, and just like I, I just had him. I mentioned him in in one video, and then people kept commenting, "Oh, okay, okay," and so I just <laughs> did like a little Easter egg in every video. I'd have him mentioned in there. or Blame him for something, Kyoki. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Thank you. But Kyoki's a man, though. Kyoki's a man. <laughs> okay. Uh, now the question coming in, they're pouring in, brother, right now. How does local comedy translate to the mainland? We talked a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, and again, to make that transition is key. I mean, that's what made Bumatai so funny. Right. That right. He was able to take that humor. Yeah. Localize it. Few, and people embrace yeah, it. Yeah. There's a few things like um, I don't go like super local, local in the mainland. You know, I wouldn't talk about like things that only Hawaii, Hawaii people understand because there is. When I go to when I do shows in the mainland, there is majority local people there because it's they live up there now, right. you know, just because the cost of living was too high or for whatever reason they moved up there. And like you said, they're eager for these this Hawaiian entertainment, the jokes, the music. They they want to come, so they, the shows up there is real fun, and it's uh, it feels like I'm, I'm in Hawaii, you know. But there is some like. <clears throat> friends they bring along that don't know nothing about Hawaii and they're learning and they're laughing along too so I, I make it universal for, for everyone when I go up there and it, it's just an overall great show it, it, yeah. it is it really is um, it's kind of like this program we're doing right now what's mm -hmm. we went right when we came up with the concept of a of a program that uh, a podcast first of all I didn't know what the heck a podcast was <clears throat> but what's going went that's that's yeah. the local way right AI, yeah, yeah, that yeah. starts conversations but start. right now I guarantee we're, we're getting listeners from Japan uh, Europe they, they tune in oh, they're wow, watching wow. right now or that's listening great. right now that's awesome yeah uh, it's pretty cool now we have Twitch with us another question coming in uh, what advice do you oh good one what advice do you have for up and coming comedians local and, and alike um, I would say for like stand up comedians I'd say the main thing is just to get on stage you know um, go to these open mics. There's a lot of open mics here in Hawaii. If you're in Hawaii, um, I'm sure if you're in the mainland, just Google open mics near me and just get on stage and, and, and do that. This, that's the hardest part is just getting on stage and performing. Okay, I gotta ask, because not every joke's gonna be a hit, Yeah. right? And, and Bumatai always talked about that's what he would watch Johnny Carson, mm -hmm. is when, when, when the audience wouldn't laugh yeah. how he responded. Right, right. How do you respond to a joke that doesn't quite that you thought was gonna nail it, and uh, maybe a different audience would have laughed. Yeah, but this yeah. one said, "Ah, yeah." What do you do? Um, I think now that I've, I've been doing it for about five years, I've I've kind of 
knowing how to recover myself, you know, just I do a lot of a crowd, I do a lot of crowd work. I talk to the crowd, the crowd, people in the crowd and interact with them. So um, before I never did do that when I was like one or two years in, I would just do strictly material and just I was afraid to interact with the crowd. But now I'm just comfortable with them and talking with them. So if a joke doesn't land, you know, yeah. I, I kind of know how to just, you know, maybe jump to another subject or talk to someone about it and then it would veer off to another another subject or just or just talk like they're like oh just maybe pull out a paper but oh i thought that would work i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that again you know there's little little tricks you can you can do it's like the bootleg that doesn't work yeah yeah you know that play, at least for this game yeah yeah you know, back in the day there was a comedian the, the late mel Kabang. he was yeah super funny I remember him uh, and but mel, mel was a mel was a little more edgy yeah that's and right. his comedy was pretty vulgar sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah and and he would really work the crowd right right and in fact he would rely on the crowd for his material yeah he was that skilled that's the um, best yeah and it was it worked you know, awesome. and don't you dare go shishi or go lua during, <laughs> yeah, yeah. during his performance because he'll you pick on you. With he, has light. His, he has his flashlight <laughs> and everything. Um, but that's a skill that you yeah, learn yeah, with yeah. repetition. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you're going to exactly get even that. better at it as, as you continue with yeah. your career. Um, well, good question. Another uh, question from our audience on Twitch. Any interest in adding magic to your show? Um, I thought about it. You know, my yeah. mom keeps telling me to add that in, but it, it's, it's tough with like, because uh, I've have to try and make it funny, you know. Um, but I, I thought about it. I think I did it one time at this small show, and it it, it didn't. I didn't like how it came out, um, just because it's like, it, are you supposed to laugh or be amazed, you know? But um, but yeah, that, that's a maybe I could figure out a way to do something, you know, in there. But right now, I'll just keep it separate. Brother, you've achieved so much in the short time. Yet I'm talking story with you right now. And you're just not a brother from Honoho, <laughs> albeit. No, no, no. Uh, but just your, your success is, has not changed who you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 I try to, I mean, remain humble or something my dad always told me. And and I, I, I think I still got, I do have a lot more to, to accomplish, you know. And, and I'm still still young with the, with the comedy game. Like Joe Coy has been doing it for almost 30 years. Augie T been almost around that time too. Andy, they all they all accomplished a lot more things than me. And I just want to, you know, just I feel like I got a lot more to prove. Mm-hmm. You know, with with Joe Coy, he's he's international now, right? Yeah. I mean, not just locally over here. He sells out all the shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could probably make a living just uh, performing in Hawaii. But um, <laughs> you know, he's found a way to take a niche or or being unique. Yeah. Uh, with the Philippines. You know, uh, background and he uses it as comedy. In fact, his family is a part of his show. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, yeah. Uh, do you pull your family into some of the things that you? Yeah, yeah? I talk about you know my parents a lot, my family members, um, just the things I experienced at UH Punahou growing up, and just try to be relatable to to Hawaii people. You know, what what, what do you think is because um, local people can be tough. Yeah. 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 Uh, as far as a live audience. Right. 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 You can have one brought over there, probably in the front row, going, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Making big yeah. body or whatever. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you approach an audience member who's maybe almost sizing you up? What? What? what, do, you, what do, how do you deal with I that? Just, just talk to them about it. I yeah. just, I'll just talk to them directly. If I yeah. seen someone like that, I'll be all like, I'll say, oh, my goal is to make this, this brother laugh right here. Yeah. I'm gonna do anything. I'm gonna tickle your, your feet if you're not gonna laugh or something like that. And I yeah. usually, you'd get them. The, the crack, Loosen you know, up. or I just talk about maybe their gold chain they're wearing. Or, <laughs> yeah, where you got that from? Swap meet or something like that, you know. <laughs> you know, but local people, they're they're fun. They're yeah. that's the best crowd is local yeah. people because when they laugh, they laugh loud. Yes. And and um, I, I mentioned this earlier on another interview that um, Hawaii is the only place where we can 
make fun of different races, you yes. know, in yeah. today's age, right. you know. You do that somewhere else in the mainland, it's going to be considered racist, you know, but that's just how us local people yep. do our jokes. If We get offended if you don't tease our race, mm -hmm. you know, so... Um, I like that we can still do that here in, in Hawaii and not get canceled with all these yes. crazy cancel cultures, yes. you know. That's part of our humor. Yeah, part I mean, of our humor. I mean, the, the Beamer Brothers wrote, wrote a song about it. Yep. You know, and uh, Mr. Sunfoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the skies we tease yep. about our race. Uh, another question, and this is actually an interesting question. If, okay, if you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive, who would that be? Uh... I'd probably have, oh shoot. I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. Probably have lunch with him. Um, or Elvis too, you know. Just because those guys, when I see those guys, they're just like, they're like the most famous people in the world, you know. And I just want to see, like, pick their brain a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting two selections. I mean, they were the two of the biggest yeah, yeah, yeah. icons in, in their disciplines, if right, you will. Right, right, um, right. And uh, achieve great success. Yeah, I, I gee, if, if I had a chance. Yeah, who would you. Ooh, that's a good question. Not that it was meant for me, but I, yeah. I just, I, I, I would, you know, there's a part of me that I would love to sit down with King David Klockow. Mm. I mean, and just, you know, just listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and such. Although Michael Jackson would be fun too. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. You know, we, we, uh, going back to your UH football days, because um, even then I heard that you were, you were making the fellas laugh, um, even though your stand-up was just growing. When I took theater in UH, and I did back in the 80s, yeah. um, they didn't have a stand-up class. Yeah. Uh, how cool is that? And I know you said you only had four classmates, but I mean, who taught that? Um, this guy, this teacher named Nick Murray. He was, he's also, uh, he was a local comedian here, but he lives in Oregon now, I believe, or somewhere in the mainland. But yeah, it, it, I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, what, like, what are we gonna learn? Like, what is this? Right, right. I thought we were just gonna watch like comedy specials and maybe learn joke formulas you know but in the class they they require you to do like six open mics to perform at like these bars and stuff so when i first seen that in the first day of class i was like oh i don't know if i'm ready yeah. to sign up for this i don't know if we have to go out and perform you know i thought we just gonna come your to class. own material your own material yeah wow. so wow. so they, they pretty much like teach you how to find your voice and find your your humor, you know, and we would just tell jokes in class and, and they would give their <laughs> feedback. Like, That's oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what a class. It's elevated stuff, though, you know. Yeah. It's not like doing lab work. I mean, you're yeah, out there yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're going to either do it or yeah. you're going to die. Yeah. You know, yeah. your jokes will either work or not. Yeah, the questions are pouring in, and I tell them, uh, you folks, please keep coming in and, and firing away. Uh, this, we'll do some rapid questions here. Okay. Do you think comedy connects people in what way? Do you think comedy connects people in what way? Um... I think it's similar to like music, you know, it's something that we all can, we all can um, experience together, you know, like the whole, you can, not, there's no greater feeling than the whole room laughing at something that you created and that everyone caught on, you know, and uh, laughing is contagious, you know, Absolutely. you see someone laugh, you want to laugh with them and it makes you feel good too, it's the best form of medicine. So. It is, it's, it's healing. Yeah. Uh, now that you're recognizable. What is it like going out to public? How can can you go zippies without somebody asking you to be? Uh, yeah, it's been getting kind of kind of hectic. You know, a lot of people come up to me and ask for pictures or um, just 
people yell my name out when they're driving and stuff like that. So it's fun. You know, I never turned down a fan. You know, I, I, I appreciate that because they got me to where I am today, you know, yeah. all my fans. So it's fun. You know, Bumatai, when he made it big, <clears throat> but he did his, his sub TV things, he did high school days. Yeah. And they said, hey, Bumatai, on the top, on the top. And he goes, yeah, work hard to get there. But really, he had something the, on top of his car. The car, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, top three comedians for you and why? Top three comedians. Um, yeah, I'd say Richard Pryor. Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle, good, good, good comedian, and um, I'd probably go with uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Just all different, um, all yeah. different types of types yeah, of yeah, yeah. In different uh, eras, actually, too. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> this is a funny one. Uh, you sure this never come from you, Jesse? Okay, I have an idea for you. Everybody always has an idea <laughs> yeah. for your act. How can, can I share it with you? Or do you are you open to other people's uh, material? Yeah, right? yeah. A lot of people, you know, yeah. come up to me. Especially my mom. She thinks she's a joke writer, but <laughs> she just put a key. <laughs> she just same, 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 same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but do you do you listen to people's yeah, yeah. ideas? Yeah, well, yeah. Is there a way that they can just drop you uh, on your social media or? Yeah, you can uh, DM me or or e email me. You know, why is there a Someone says anything there or no? I don't know, Jesse. You didn't leave your email address. Oh, Jesse Makadangdang is, oh. <laughs> is on our audio tonight. Um, hey, you have a huge following on social. I mean, social really, COVID really changed things. Yeah. That really opened doors. I mean, Lopaka Kapunui, who was the ghost storyteller. Mm. I mean, he couldn't go out and tell stories, so he opened up a different world. Yeah. And it really made it's him in, yeah. huge. A comedy the same way for you. Your social media, you have 300,000 followers, maybe even more by now. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. You're huge on social media. That's a, that's a very different platform too. It is, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's today's marketing. You know, yeah. um, back then, uh, just because like when I when I said I didn't want to be a Instagram comedian, but because yeah. back then the the comedians they would do comedy, then they'll do movies. You know, yeah. And that's how they would get get popular, become actors. So it's it's like the new time of age now, where you do comedy and then you. You do these skits, you know. A lot of some mainland comics do that, and that kind of I push everything to my stand-up show. So that's like my advertisement is just doing those videos and and gaining more followers, and mm -hmm. then then people will be like, oh, he's performing in Seattle next week. I I, I gotta go check him out, you know. So it's it's all it's all pushed towards the stand-up, but but yeah, social media is huge. I'm very thankful for it. Um, I'm blessed because people comedians back then didn't have that route. You know, you have to go the hard way, just get word of mouth. You know, like Andy Bumatai was all spread through word of mouth. Yeah. You know, now it's like so quick, you can go, you can become popular you so fast. You can be fast. viral overnight. Yeah, overnight, yeah. yeah. But how to sustain that is Yeah, you gotta right? maintain it, yeah. If you could perform or collaborate with anyone, who would that be? Um, I like I like to perform with uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. He's one of my favorite comedians. Um, this Italian comedian and I like his uh, his style and it's very uh, relatable to family um, and I'd like to like just pick his brain and then see uh, how he would how he writes jokes and and how he just deals with all this success speaking of writing jokes do you write your jokes down I, I always wondered how that worked with material or, or yeah some of it is like you said some of the videos you did were ad-lib on yeah, the fly most of my videos are ad-lib like I would have the idea of the video and I'll just get someone to, to film and record and then would just just ad-lib and just I'll just take out the funny parts of the video and post that you know because I feel like that's just 
where the funny comes out. Right. But when I do stand up, I, I have like a joke in my in my mind when I come up with a joke, I'll write down the joke or the premise of the joke, go to one of these smaller clubs, practice the joke, mm-hmm. um, pretty much just riff about the joke. So just say anything because when you're on stage, you have like this um, fight or flight mentality. Right. Only now I'm realizing this. Before I used to write everything word for word, say it word for word on stage. But now it's like I have the idea. Or maybe I want to talk about you know shopping at Walmart. So I just have the idea, and I'll go to one of these smaller clubs, and and I would just write it out on stage, pretty much. Because when lo- you, yeah, yeah. Local, local people provide you with the endless oh. gift of giving, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, you see sister in the front row with her, yeah. with her gold gold, gold bracelets chain, and yeah. whatever. You, and there's so yeah, much there's so much thing right in front to, of you. Yeah, yeah. So like, but when you're on stage, like. Like I said, you have that fight or flight mentality, and you just you're just like fighting to get a laugh. When your back is against the wall, you'll do anything to to get to get a laugh, and you can't do that at home when you're writing. Right. You know, so maybe so that's why I like to just write the idea at home, and then go on stage and figure it out, and I and then record myself and be like, oh, there you go, that's that's the joke. But I could never think of that being at home. It right. only happened in the moment when everyone's looking at me like, okay, make me laugh, make me laugh, <laughs> you know, so. That's, hey, I can yeah. only imagine what that's like. Talk about uh, Fright of Flight. This kind of sets the tone here. Do you have pre-stage jitters? And if so, how do you how do you oh. manage? How do you handle Randall? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody has, you know, pre-stage jitters. I feel like it's it's good to be nervous. It makes yep. you it makes you alert. You know, it, it humbles you. Um, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm not nervous and like, ah, oh, this is a piece of cake. I can do this because that's when, that's when you're gonna get humbled. Yep. You know, and and it's, everything's gonna go bad. So I enjoy being nervous. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't even know how I deal with it. I just I use the bathroom a lot before I go on stage. <laughs> I pace myself. You know, I pray a lot. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, once I get on stage and I land that first couple jokes, and then attention goes away and I just have fun with the audience. Yeah, I imagine anybody who performs or, or has to yeah. uh, execute, whether it be an right. athlete, a comedian, myself yeah. as a journalist for years, people would ask me, do you get nervous before you do the news? And I told them for 33 years, I got nervous yeah. every night. Every night, yeah. Every night, and I had butterflies. Yeah, I had yeah, that same excitement. It wasn't fright, but it was just this nervous yeah, excitement to, to go out and yeah. perform, because I read the news, but right, right. to deliver. Yeah, yeah. Right? And um, how do you manage that? You just do. So sometimes, uh, you know, yeah. you, you, sometimes, in my own way, I had I had my own kinds of anxiety. But this is a different game for you. So it's it's awesome to hear. Thanks. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, oh, good one. I don't know if you can share this with us, but can you tell us one joke that flopped? Uh, one joke that flopped. Yeah, it was one of my first jokes I I've written. I said. Um, I, th- I think I said uh, this is like maybe my second night performing. I said um, I had a different uh, style too. I wasn't very monotone and I wasn't being myself. I thought that's how you have to be, you know. So I think I said, yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm a very successful comedian. I started off as that, and then I said my last show I did, I had a standing ovation, but I realized there was no seats in the crowd. <laughs> And there was only three people in the crowd, or something, and one of them was my mom, or something. But no one was laughing, and I said that, yeah, really, yeah. So it was something like that, but yeah, that was one of my old jokes that I just you put it away. Yeah, right. I yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. That's but. okay. I, you made me. I laugh. think it was just a style, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm good for somebody's ego. I laugh. At <laughs> I laugh at everything. Uh, you know, it's talking about comedians with monotone. Stephen Wright did it. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he would talk like this. And yeah. Hey, come stay, come stay. That was the name of his dog. You know, mm-hmm. come stay, come stay. <laughs> but it worked. Um, okay, 
Oh, good one. Talk about mom and dad. Was your dad always comfortable on camera? He is a natural comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of the stuff that I film with my dad is situations that actually happened. So he, he experienced it. The too. driving one? Driving one. I did a recent one with me, uh, him help. I'm helping him fix the car with the flashlight like that. So that was the one that we, we just recently did that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's natural. Sometimes, um, yeah, the driving one, like he was yelling at me, even when the camera, like he was actually getting mad, like just to tell you guys, <laughs> like cause we were driving, During yeah, we were driving yeah, on an actual yeah. road and, and a car was like honking too. And he was getting, I could tell he was getting mad and then the, the camera stopped and he was still yelling. <laughs> I was like, dad, the, the video's done already. <laughs> you know? oh, that, was, that one was yeah. funny too. Guys, if you, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. On, on YouTube, 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 yeah. uh, it's funny. And <laughs> anybody who's taught their child how to d drive, or a child who has been learned from their parent, usually yeah. mainly their dad, yep, yep. you can relate. <laughs> you can relate because uh, I was definitely that person in the chair and as a dad chair. If you weren't a comedian, what would Tumua Tuine be doing? Um, I love sports. I love football. You know, I, I mean, I tried to make it as far as I could in football, my goal is to be in the NFL, like my, my dad and my uncle. Um, I thought about, about coaching football too, you know. Um, I actually did coach a little bit, some youth football, and I helped out at um, IEL High School for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I would probably pick up pick up coaching if I wasn't into into comedy um, or the acting road. I kind of put that together as one, you know, because if I wasn't in comedy, I would try to be an actor. But but yeah, if it hasn't, couldn't be any of those two, I would probably do Coaching. Yeah, I think he'd be a heck of a coach. Yeah. Very relatable. Uh, yeah. And and certainly um, somebody that people can look and and connect with. Mm -hmm. um, you know what what your father and uncle uh, did in, in their professional lives, uh, but you know your 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 roots of of an athlete go way deeper than the Tuine blood and. Um, just so much excitement that the Tuinei family has provided through the years, and now you're taking us on a different route mm -hmm. and and setting your own st legacy and and just awesome. You oh, know, thank I really, you. we really are proud of you, of the man that you are, the comedian that you are, the style that you've chosen, yeah. your approach, and uh, stay true to that, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm very very blessed, and I'm happy what I do. You know, everybody said. Uh, find a job that you love doing you know I'm sure you love love your job yeah. and and yeah I think I've, I, I found something that I, that I really love right on right on do we have any more questions no more questions I want to thank the twitch audience for uh, joining us uh, pretty active crew yeah. appreciate it and um, you know again success continued success to you Tumua. Um never forget your roots which I know it's it's uh, instilled in you by your parents and in your family um, despite being a Punahou grad, it's okay. <laughs> there is a life after Punahou. There is, there is. <laughs> no, I, I wish you only the best. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. and uh, Kaniala does the same. Uh, <laughs> all right, mahalo nui for joining us, folks. Uh, join us next time, another episode of What School You Went. Until next time, ahoy ho. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.